You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening everyone and welcome to tonight's service. It's lovely to be back with you again after my break. If you're joining us for the very first time, we are Northern Lights MCC part of the metropolitan community of churches that are spreading God's love throughout the world. We believe that God loves everyone. So whatever your colour, wherever you're from, whatever your sexuality or your sexual identity, or whatever you failed to do or whatever you've done in the past, so long as you are seeking God, you are welcome here. As we continue our theme, celebrating and reflecting Black History Month, our readings tonight both encourage us and challenge us to reflect on living a life of faith with our God. That life of faith also means that we have to be true to ourselves, and that can be painful. We believe in a God who speaks to us directly and builds a relationship up with us as individuals, not particularly the God portrayed by mainstream church. We believe in a God who calls us by our name, who strengthens us, who walks with us individually in our lives. There's a reflection on my pastor's Facebook page that says, love Real love doesn't take the shape of a heart, but of a cross. For me, it speaks of suffering love. Whether it's standing up for our rights or the rights of others, or admitting who we are and embracing who we are, and then facing often people's condemnation and rejection. Jesus promises the hope of resurrection wherever we are in that journey of faith. In tonight's readings, read by Troy and Kelly, we hear a call to love and a call to the fullness of life. Let's as we begin our service, just to take a moment to place ourselves in God's presence. This is a prayer written by Howard Thurman, who lived in the south of America in the early um, 20th century. His writings particularly influenced Martin Luther King Jr. Open unto us light for our darkness. Open unto us courage for our fear. Open unto us hope for our despair. Open unto us peace for our turmoil. Open unto us joy for our sorrow. Open unto us strength for our weakness. Open unto us wisdom for our confusion. Open up to us forgiveness for our sins. O 
open up to us tenderness for my toughness. Open up to us love for our hates. Open up to us thyself for ourselves. Lord, Lord, open unto me. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 24 to 27. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries, and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 to 24, and verses 35 to 43. When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He begged him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him. While Jesus was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any more? When Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid, only believe. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house and he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl got up and began to walk. She was twelve years old. At this they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Just before we listen to our sermon, I just wanted to introduce it. Jabless is a 20-year-old Nigerian gay man. He shares with us um, some of his experiences. It's the first time he's been able to talk about some of the things that have happened to him and he does become quite emotional. So please take a moment to think of your own health and whether it's something that you're able to listen to. And there will be other opportunities to listen to it or for me to talk about what happens in the interview at a later date. But please think about yourself. Um, also, um, I was speaking to him in Nigeria and so the link is quite poor and at times the audio is really difficult. But Jabless speaks about what happens to somebody who is seen to be gay. Um, it could lead to 10 years in prison. Um, anybody who perhaps doesn't fit the stereotype of being a man will receive lots of abuse on the streets, both verbal and physical, and their families come under threat as well. For Jabless, his mum and his sister found out he was gay and took him to a church where the minister there said that he was filled with the devil and they tried to pray for his healing and exorcism. Um, all the time he showed incredible strength, speaking about who he was, saying that he knew who he was he was happy with who he was and God loved him as he was. They rejected him and his mum threw him out onto the streets and refused to have anything more to do with him. In her eyes, he is dead. God bless. Today's readings were chosen with Jabless and all those around the world who suffer either because they are black or because they are part of the LGBT plus community and they suffer because of who they are. The first reading we hear in Ezekiel, God promised his people Israel a new beginning after they had again broken his covenant. But for today, I want to look at it through a different lens a different interpretation. Wouldn't it be wonderful that those hearts of love become a time where we accept that people can love whomever they love without fear of condemnation, without fear of reprisals. For us, the prophecy of Ezekiel is fulfilled with Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. As a church, we should be praying, particularly for that day where all people are accepted and we rejoice wherever we see love because God is love, St. John tells us. And the Gospel reading, the raising of Jairus' daughter Again, to look to a time where all those who have been rejected by families, who were considered dead to them, may be received with loving arms and accepted. Let's pray. 
Let's do more than prayer. Let's work for a day when that is true. And until then, we as Northern Lights open our arms to all people with the love of Jesus. Okay, why don't you begin just by introducing yourself? Jabless Azubike. I'm from Nigeria. Okay. But I'm a student, student of Ignatius Zajuri University of Education in Port Harcourt here, studying Tet and Theme Studies. Could you tell us a little bit Sorry? about uh, Nigeria and the, and the law and the attitude to people who are LGBT plus? Uh, and living in Nigeria is like hell. I don't know if you're perceived to be gay, you will be you will be jailed for 14 good years. You will be jailed for and 10 years? For 14 years. Wow. If you're caught in the act, if you're caught in the act, you'll be jailed for 14 good years. And it's been hell living in Nigeria because sometimes the, the police, the brutality and everything, they will just come to your phone maybe when you're too feminine outside, so if you're not manning up enough, you're not masculine enough, and they see that you're kind of feminine, what they will do, they will like just uh, harass you and start uh, calling you that you're gay. And because of that, you've been afraid of going to jail. Whatever thing they tell you to do, you just have to do it. You just have to comply with them. If they tell you to just sort them with money, uh, they have to extort money from you just, just for you to be afraid, for you not going to prison for like 14 good years. You just allow to just take any amount of money. That, so that is how being in Nigeria, uh, being gay in Nigeria and the law and everything. How does it affect your faith, being gay? Because obviously there's a really strong Christian um, faith in Thank Nigeria. Uh, there's one thing that happened in my family. I don't know how my mom got to know that I'm gay. I don't know. So when she came up and she asked me, I didn't have to lie. I, I just had to leave my truth. I just had to leave my truth because any uh, lie I give to her, it will affect me in the future. So what I did was not to deny the fact that I'm okay. I just had to her I'm gay. And she was like, what? Is it that you, there's no beautiful girl for you or what? I, I tried to explain it, but she wasn't even getting to like uh, understand what I'm saying. Maybe just because she is illiterate about this thing, I wouldn't let her go. So my sister got to know about it too, through her. So the family was, it was hell staying there with them. Early in the morning, they will have to come to my room and be like, I hope you stop being gay. I would be like, stop being gay. This is something that you have to do and stop. Or, like a whole lot of questions on my mind. And it really made me so sad that I remember uh, going up and fighting uh, or trying to understand myself of being gay. I've always wanted to take in my life. But thank God, I'm here. I, I, I didn't take my life. And me understanding me that nothing is wrong with me. I had to tell them all this, but they see it as no point. So they have to tell me that I'm evil. I'm evil that um, people are gay, they're what in hell. 
because of uh, so uh, because of the uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was uh, destroyed, that I will have to go to pastor for deliverance section to cure me of my homosexuality. So we went some series of deliverance, and I still found out that I was still gay. Nothing is wrong with me. I told them that I'm still who I am. They were like. Is it that you don't want to accept that you're healed? Or I said, I still find it attracted. I'm still attracted to boys. So it comes to a point that they were, they had to like, my sister had called me and was like, why have you choose this path? Why have you choose this way? You've not been like this since I know you. I said, I told my sister, sister, I've always been gay. I've always been gay right from childhood. Just because I didn't tell you doesn't mean that I just started being gay or whatever how you're thinking. So she told me that if really I'm gay, that she's a bit sponsoring me in school. So she said she will stop giving me some money for school, for my city fees and some, some of my sister. Even mom made mention of it when we had chat that she will have to stop giving me money for any school if I still try uh, doing my homosexuality stuff. Now, if I don't run away from it and if I don't stop from it, that that is what will happen to me and I will have to drop out from school. So I spoke to a few friends of mine. It, it was really depressing those moments, like throughout this year, about four months, it was about seven months or eight months that all these things have been happening to me. So moody, I was so depressed. I had nobody to talk to. I was like, everything has just ended. I thought a lot on my mind. I think I thought of running out, running out of my family. So I speak to a friend and they are short of helping me with few stuff. And I know him helping me, I he might get tired of kind of putting some of my bills and everything. So those things really affected me so, so much. I lacked concentration. I was not interested in anything in life. Uh, I don't anything that makes people so exciting wasn't even exciting to me. Everything looked so, so, so bad. And it was like a hell living in my family house. So what I did was to talk to a friend and Thank God he helped me and I moved out. Moved out of my family. And it's where it reached my birthday. And I had to put all that, all what happened to me on that post. Oh, seriously, there is one part of it that really affected me. That these people failed to understand that I was born this way. I, I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't learn anything from anyone. I wasn't pushed to read. I wasn't lured to eat. This has always been me. God bless. But you are an incredible, incredible man. And you have done extremely, she extremely well. She would always make she would always make a whole lot of things, referring me to be a devil, referring me to be a Satan. Me to hold on sort of horrible things and saying I'm not okay. And sometimes I just start crying because I ask myself a whole lot of things. Chaplas, you were one of the bravest people I know. You were a good, good man. 
you can see your goodness that shines from you. And I was touched by your words the other day when we spoke. They won't even want to listen to me. <laughs> the point that they don't even want to listen to me. They don't want to even to understand what I'm trying to explain to them. All what they know is what they're saying is the right thing. And what I'm saying is not the right thing. It's so abnormal. It's not a normal thing. And I have to stop. And they don't even know how I'm faring. They don't even know if I'm eating or not. They don't even know what I'm passing through. They just want me to stop being gay. I don't just get it how I can stop. I know it really well. If I really want, if anybody wants to really choose the sexuality, I don't think I would have chosen what people would always look at me as somebody who is abnormal. You have friends around the world. You have me here in England and my entire church that will reach out and embrace you and love you and care for you. We will all pray for you. And I think you are incredibly, incredibly brave to live your truth and to make no excuses for it, even though it's cost you so much. It's cost you your family, but you were true to yourself. You were a good man. Now's the time in the service that we set aside for prayer. As is custom in our Northern Lights MCC Church, I light a candle of hope and remembrance. Our hope is for a cure for HIV and AIDS related illnesses, for medical research and advances to put an end to it forever. Our remembrance is for those whose lives have already been lost or impacted by HIV and AIDS. Our candle is a beacon for all because at Northern Lights MCC, we know that God has called us to be a safe and welcoming home for everyone. And we enjoy the chance given to us by Jesus for a wonderful and blessed new life. In this difficult time, when COVID-19 continues to create worry and fear and danger, I beseech you all to remember that the loneliness that is felt by us all is not diminishing with the passage of time. So when we pray together today, please pray for yourselves and please pray for your brothers and sisters and siblings everywhere. Let us pray now together. Loving God, we come before you as a community united despite the physical distance between us. We come here with open hearts, knowing that your love for us allows us the privilege of laying before you all of our worries and asking you for what we need. We pray for healing across the whole world. We pray for our community, our church family that we have worshiped alongside and those that we have yet to meet and that perhaps have joined us during this difficult time that has also been uniting. We pray in particular 
for Margaret and Judy. We hold them in our hearts and we are comforted in the knowledge that you also hold them in yours. As we reflect today on the rejection that some people face, the discrimination that rises from fear of difference, we remember with gratitude your immeasurable love for all of us. We continue to seek your magnificent grace, a grace that heals all hurts and restores all that is lost. We pray that your vision of no outsiders is realised and that your immeasurable love for all extends into each home, each workplace, each institution and each individual heart. We pray for a rising to the new, a vision of all of your children opening their hearts and loving as you love, regardless of difference. Age, skin colour, sexuality, health and ability, gender identity, language spoken, where we are born, where we live, None of these are barriers to your love and it is our deepest hope that these barriers are torn down in the hearts and minds of all across the world. We pray for unity, peace and love among people everywhere. May all wounds old and new be healed by the power of your love. May we all know and accept ourselves and may we all accept others as in the fiercely compassionate and loving way that Jesus demonstrated during his time walking the earth. We pray that those whose hearts are closed are able to lose their fear and allow the Holy Spirit to teach them how to love, how to truly love. We pray that those that are disowned, rejected and discriminated against are held closely in your care. That their wounds are healed in your arms, knowing themselves to be fully perfect exactly as they are, exactly as you made them, beautiful and unique and themselves. It is so hard to feel alone. It is so hard to feel rejected. We pray that your love is like a warm, soothing balm that comforts all who feel this sting. Let us now speak together the words that are known to us and that unite us, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And together we pray the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.